Brooklyn is everything. Home to icons, bar racers, and startups who are just getting started. And home to great healthcare. New York Presbyterian Brooklyn Methodist Hospital. Stay Brooklyn. Stay amazing. Introducing the Planet Fitness Guide to getting that post-workout glow. Step one, what's your why? More epic energy, better sleep, blow off steam? Step two, join Planet Fitness for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime, and get moving. Go cardio crazy in our clean and spacious clubs, or get down with some dumbbells and strength equipment. Step three, bask in that post-workout glow. Join Planet Fitness today for $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, October 14th. It's glow time. See club for details. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up Podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle and 24 7 Sports. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime. You know him, you love him, as your Denver Broncos reporter for 24-7 Sports. He is Zach Kelberman. Today, Zach, is our opportunity to mock our socks off. Tis the season to get your mock on. We're going to do it today for the great listeners of the Huddle Up podcast. I'm excited. You know, you, you presented this idea to me a couple days ago, and I jumped on that, and I have some brain power chat. I'm all pumped up, ready to go, ready <laughs> to debate these picks. I think you and I see eye to eye for the most part, but there is going to come times we butt some heads. It should be good uh, theater for our listeners. Yeah, so we'll get to what the rules and uh, you know stipulations are that are going to govern this seven-round mock we're going to record here for you guys. But first, let us just handle a couple of quick matters of business. Make sure, guys, you're following the show on Twitter. It's really easy to do. Find it on your browser or open up the app on your phone. Uh, find at HuddleUpPod. Click the follow button. That's the best way for you to keep your finger on the pulse of what's happening with the Huddle Up podcast in real time. And you hear us talk about it each and every episode. But if you haven't taken the time to leave a creative review and give us a five-star rating on iTunes, please take some time and check that box off because we're trying to get to 200 reviews is our goal between now and the draft, which is April 25th. So, you know, we've got a couple of weeks and some change, and there's a chance we can still get there. It's within the realm of the achievable, but not without you guys really heeding our call to action, and we need a grassroots effort helping us get to 200 reviews. And it's not hard to do. If you're an iTunes listener, you just find the podcast, scroll down, leave your review, one or two sentences, whatever, one sentence. We don't care. Give us the, the it'll ask you how many stars, give you your five stars, four stars, whatever it might be. Leave that creative review, and you're done. In and out helps Zach and I big time. Owning a business comes with pressure. There's a limit to what I can do and still keep employees engaged. Fortunately, there's Insperity. They put 30 plus years of HR experience to work to help me with hiring, training, HR administration, and compliance while giving my employees competitive benefit options. And because I'm able to focus on other priorities, my employees can thrive and my business can grow. With Insperity, nothing seems impossible. Insperity, HR that makes a difference. Main Kenny here. Oh, whoops. Uh, Kenny Main here. All right, that one was on me. And hey. 
for new Caesars Sportsbook app users, your first bet's on Caesars. So if you don't win, you get it wrong, you get up to $1,250 back as a free bet. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app and sign up with the code RADIOFULL. Open to new users who are 21 or older or physically present in New York. If qualifying bet loses, bet amount returned as a credit. Must use within 14 days. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Gambling problem? Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. All right, so... Let's lay out the rules and stipulations of this mock. Now, again, we're going to use a simulator to so that we have the essence of, of realism, right? So that we can't just, you know, in some fantasy land say, oh, we're in the third round. We're in our little fantasy world. You know, we're going to take Montez Sweat. No, it has to be available. Those players have to be on the board in order for Zach and I to be able to consider them in this mock draft. And using the fanspeak.com simulator allows us to do that. Now, so that we're not sitting here, you know, for three hours on a podcast, even though a lot of you listeners would like that, we're going to give ourselves an actual clock. So we've decided five minutes is all we get per selection to analyze the board, see who's there, check out our needs, debate, come to an accord and make the pick. Now, this is Zach and I kind of honing our uh, our skills, if you will, and kind of getting our feet wet in preparation for our, our War Room Roundtable mock draft that's going to include Zach and myself, along with Nick and Carl of Building the Broncos, and Eric Trickle, our senior draft analyst at the site, that is going to be recorded on Wednesday, April 17th, and it'll be published for your listening pleasure Thursday the 18th. Okay, And that'll give the podcast that actual War Room mock draft a full week to breathe between publishing and when the actual draft kicks off on the 25th, which is also, of course, a Thursday. So, without any further ado, Zach, you ready to get this thing going? I am more than ready. Okay, let's see. Uh, and by the way, we used uh, a board that we trust. So, in terms of how these players are valued, how they're ranked, we're using a board that we trust. And we're going to go ahead and kick this bad boy off. All right, so. Good players there. Let's uh, let's analyze what's happened so far. Obviously, the Denver Broncos hold the 10th overall pick in the draft. Let me explain to our listeners how this has unfolded so far. Nick Bosa went number one to the Cardinals, followed by Josh Allen, number two, Brian Burns. So it's a, it's a run on edge <laughs> defenders, Zach, to start this particular mock-off. This Devin is interesting. White, gone. Pick four to the Oakland Raiders. Jonah Williams is going before any quarterbacks at pick five, followed by Dwayne Haskins at six to the Giants. Ed Fant at gone. eight. Yep, Fant's gone at eight. Greedy Williams was the nine. last player selected at nine. So against all odds, Zach, Quinn and Williams is there. <laughs> Done. Run, run his name up to the podium. It's, it's obviously a no-brainer. We're going to take Quinn and Williams in this mock. But let's debate, at least for the sake of, of the conversation here, what do you think the odds really are that Quinn and Williams might be there at pick 10? Uh, slim. I, I mean, Ed Oliver, that's that's more of a possibility. But Quinn and Williams, to me, I, there's a, a 20% chance. You're, you're talking about pound for pound the best defensive line prospect. With respect to Nick Bosa uh, in this year's draft, I don't see him falling to 10. But if this happened, Chad, it wouldn't be any debate. It would be two seconds. Well, but let's let's pump the brakes just for a second because Drew Locke is still on the board. So we have to analyze before we make this selection, are we going to pass up on what could be a generational defensive player? We already got one of those last year in the draft, Bradley Chubb. Quentin Williams is there. But so we're is Kyler also, Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray. That's true. Kyler Murray's still on the board. 
are we going to, after months and months on the podcast of saying, look, the Broncos need to take a quarterback and two of the top three are still on the board, is Quinn and Williams such a transcendent prospect to overcome the what we've been saying on the pod the last couple months that the Broncos need to go quarterback? This reminds me exactly what happened in real life last year. I mean, they wanted a quarterback, but Bradley Chubb fell right into their laps, right. and they went with him. They had no idea he would even be there. And now they have Kyler Murray and Drew Locke on the board in this universe. Mm. Um, I'm just—I don't think they're that sold on a first-round quarterback, even if they had the pick of the litter with all three of them. I think they would take the sure defensive line prospect, beef up that line, that gives them some insurance with Derek Wolf uh, probably on the way out next year. I mean, looking at the board, Chad, he stands out among the rest. The rest are like what you'd see in real life. You know, Hawkinson's there. Devin Bush is there. But Quinton Williams is the, is the sore thumb that sticks out to me. And even with a quarterback on the board, I just don't think you can pass up on him. So if we approach this mock in, instead of what Chad and Zach, you know, dream of, let's approach this particular mock with what we – the most realistic expectation of what the Broncos would do in these scenarios that the mock presents. And in this scenario, Zach, I really don't think the Broncos would pass on Quinn and Williams at pick 10. I think they would pull the trigger, take him, and then worry about maybe trading back up, seeing how the board falls with these other two quarterbacks. I mean, if it goes like this, I mean, Drew Locke will be there in the fifth round, so they don't have to worry. <laughs> I, I, this is, uh, it's, it's pretty surreal to do it this way. It won't happen in real life, but they would have the pick of the litter, and they would obviously be ecstatic about that. Okay, we're pulling the trigger with the 10th. Overall pick in the 2019 draft, Denver Broncos select from Alabama. From Alabama, Quinnen Williams, defensive line. It's done. All right. So here we are in the second round. And for what it's worth, mm. Drew Locke ended up right going after. the very next pick. That's right. The Cincinnati Bengals took him at 11. So the Denver Broncos, if they had their heart set on Locke, Alas, no one could have foreseen that the football gods would present Quinn and Williams there at 10. You can't, I mean, in a real-life situation, the Broncos are probably not going to pass on Quinn and Williams if he's there at 10. So we pulled the trigger. Now, the Broncos sit at pick 41, Zach, in the second mm. round. Let me just read the last five names to go off the board. All right, at pick 36, the Niners took the safety Taylor Rapp. At pick 37, the Giants took in Kill Harry or Nikhil Harry, however you pronounce his name, the wideout uh, from Arizona State, followed by the Jags taking the offensive tackle, Caleb McGarry, Tampa Bay Bucks taking the defensive lineman, LJ Collier, and then the Buffalo Bills taking Debo Samuel, whom the Broncos have visited with on Monday at the facility. So let's go through some of these names here that are available to the Broncos at pick 41. I the see one that stands out. Who who stands out to you so far? It'd be DK Metcalf staring at me right there, number thirty. Okay, so let's put a pin in that just for a second and think about need. Okay, because last year the Broncos took a wide receiver at pick forty, and that turned out to be, of course, Cortland Sutton, who had a solid. Well, let's face it, he had a he had dang good for a rookie receiver. Usually takes receivers two three years, right? To you know, get their their NFL legs underneath him. He had the fourth best rookie receiving season in the history of the Denver Broncos with, you know, 700 some odd yards and four touchdowns. So it's pretty uh, auspicious beginning to his career as a Bronco. Then they took Deshaun Hamilton. The Broncos are pretty set at wide receiver. So before we totally turn the page and, and select DK Metcalf, let me draw your attention to Jonathan Abraham. Okay. He's actually on the board, the higher ranked player 
Uh, he's a safety from Mississippi State. He's a guy that, you know, for the fans out there who were worked up over the Broncos missing out on Adrian Amos, Jonathan Abram is a player who would fill that hole in your football soul. There's also some other guys here. Um, let's look here, Zach. If you want to go with an off-ball linebacker because both Devin White and Devin Bush are off the board. So if you mm. wanted to get the, the next highest ranked, you got Mac Wilson sitting there at that's the 44th ranked player. So we'd be maybe going a couple of picks early on him, but that's pretty close to the correct value. There's still plenty of off-ball linebackers, though, that are interesting. Later on, we could we could take a peek at. What's another position before we run out of time here, Zach, that you think the Broncos might want to look at prioritizing in round two? Well, if it falls this way, Daniel Jones would probably appeal to them, even though I want nothing to do with him personally. But at 41, that's probably a good value, if, especially if they came away impressed with him in their workout. Um, I think it'll be a defender, though. Maybe not after Quinn Williams, but uh, Adderley, the safety, is also sticking out to me. I think that would be a great addition in uh, Donatel's back end and the safety uh, group there. Other than that, though, uh, it's, you know, Okarike and um, Mac Wilson, Hakeem Butler. These are all players that don't really do it for me, but you're talking about the value with DK Metcalf. Um, they're going to need a successor to Emmanuel Sanders, and I think putting him in this offense, Chad, as video game like it would be, I know this is not Madden, but you're talking about Cortland Sutton, Deshaun Hamilton, DK Metcalf, Tim Patrick. Those are skyscrapers at receiver. I mean, you want to build up this offense, you want to compete right away with Joe Flacco, you load up the offense. That's the way to do it. The only other argument I'm going to present before we pull the trigger on this pick is if the Denver Broncos, who had the opportunity to take both Kyler Murray and Drew Lockett pick 10, ended up going Quinn and Williams, the dream scenario would be let's hope you know Daniel Jones is there in round two. Well, he's there. He's a second-round guy who can come in and marinate behind Joe Flacco for a year or two before you unleash him. You team him up with a QB guru, QB whisperer like Scangarello, do we want to defy the football gods and pass over Daniel Jones here in favor of a position, albeit maybe the best player available on the board, but still a position the Broncos have depth at already? You know what? For the sake of, of realism, as much as there can be, if this played out like that, they would probably go Daniel Jones here, Chad. So as much as I don't like the guy, I'd probably go with him here. Let's, let's, I agree. In this case, let's take Daniel Jones. We'll take Daniel Jones because, yeah. again, this 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 or uh, mock draft, we're trying to go for the element of realism, what we think the Broncos would do, not what's in our necessarily our opinion. So Daniel Jones is the pick, and the rest of round two unfolds. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with round three. Stay with us. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. At Emblem Health, we go beyond coverage to help New York get and stay healthy. That's why we're hosting the Healthier Futures Wellness Expo in Brownsville on Saturday, October 8th. A free expo that's devoted to getting you the screenings and resources you need to feel your best. Join us on Rockaway Avenue between East New York and Pitkin Avenue on October 8th from 11 to 4 for live music, entertainment for kids, and health screenings you need to keep grooving. Visit emblemhealth.com slash health expo for more info. And remember, at Emblem Health, we don't only mean coverage, we mean health. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right, so for what it's worth, as we get into the third round here, we took Daniel Jones with the 41st pick in the second round for your Denver Broncos with DK Metcalf still on the board. Metcalf ended up going two picks later. So we did what we think the Broncos would probably do in this case, having passed on one of the top three quarterbacks, two of the top three quarterbacks with the 10th pick, they get Daniel Jones. Now, we get into round three, Zach. Let me just name off the last couple guys who went. The edge defender, Joe Jackson, went pick 69 to the Jaguars. And then Bobby Okariki, the linebacker from Stanford, went pick 70 to Tampa Bay. And so the Broncos, once again, are on the clock. I'm hitting the button. We've got five minutes Let's just go through for the sake of our listeners. I'm going to list some of the top names in terms of the board, and then we'll look at positions of need. So on this particular board, they have the running back from Penn State, Miles Sanders, is the highest-ranked available player, followed by the wide receiver from Georgia, Miko Hardman. Now, we know the Broncos want to add some speed and a wide receiver who can take the top off a of defense. Miko Hardman is one of those in this class who could do that. Uh, there's also Terry McLaurin from Ohio State. Eric McCoy's there in the in the third round. Zach. Mm-hmm. That's that's my guy right there. But you know what? So is Chris Lindstrom, the guard from Boston College, who is arguably a better scheme fit for the Denver Broncos. In most mocks, I'll, I'll be honest with you, as, as we're debating this for our listeners, in most mocks, Chris Lindstrom's not making it past the early round two, but neither is McCoy. So as good as McCoy is, and I've mocked him myself in previous mocks I've done for the website, as good as McCoy is, Lindstrom's a phenomenal fit for the scheme, Zach. He is. Um, the only thing is, McCoy is a natural center, and I'd rather keep McGovern at guard. So it comes down to preference, and McCoy True. would be great, great value here. I would either go with McLaurin because they want a burner, and he's fast, Chad. Mm-hmm. At the Senior Bowl, he was taking the top off. I would either go him, McCoy, or Lindstrom, get a burner wide receiver, or get an offensive guard or interior lineman and shore up that another major need. And after the first three rounds, I mean, all their major holes were filled. I would say if we're trying to, you know, get inside the mind of the Broncos, at this pick, which one do you think they of our top three candidates, let's just say McLaurin, McCoy, and Lindstrom, which one do you think the team would pull the trigger on at this point with having already selected Quinn and Williams and Daniel Jones? I would tend to think that they would lean on Mike Munchak a little more and maybe take a lineman later on, and they still have Sam Jones and they have Wilkinson. I think in this case, if they were serious about their interest in a burner, Chad, and they want to set up a guy in case Emmanuel Sanders isn't the same, McLaurin or Hardman, to me, you have Joe Flacco, you have your potential QB of the future in Daniel Jones. He doesn't have the biggest arm, but you got to load him up with weapons. I would probably go receiver here, and if I had my choice, i go McLaurin. Okay. The pick is in at 71. The Broncos are getting the 60th ranked player on the board in Terry McLaurin, the wideout from Ohio State. We'll see how the remainder of the third round unfolds. But, Zach, we were able to iron out that debate within two and a half minutes. So we, uh, we left ourselves some room for round four. 
Yeah. Let's uh, it's going to be interesting that the the top prospects come off the board. Now we have to start putting on our draft caps and becoming Mel Kiper juniors. That's right. And again, we're we're uh, honing our mock muscles for the the war room and the round table here in a couple weeks' time. So let's jump to let's jump to. And by the way, Tyree Jackson went in the third round to the New England Patriots in this mock, which mm. is terrifying. Um, because he's such a, I mean, he has so many elite traits for, with that arm and that size, and you put him in a system behind Tom Brady in Bill Belichick's grasp, working with Josh McDaniels. I mean, I could see that paying some dividends for the Patriots. But let's uh, take a look here. Round four, the simulator is running. A couple names. Will Greer just went off the board to the Packers in round four. Um, let's see here. Chase Hansen, the linebacker out of Utah. We got to start thinking about linebacker. I see someone. Okay, let's take a look here. Who jumps out to you? So the Broncos are on the clock at pick 125 in the fourth round. Uh, let me just, before you, before you call out who jumps out to you, let me just name the top five guys on the board here. Per the board, it says Mike Weber, the running back from Ohio State. Also another running, three running backs in a row. Travion Williams from Texas A&M. Justice Hill from Oklahoma State. We're not going running back in fourth round. I don't no. think the Broncos would. Then it's followed by Jalen Hurd. We just took a wide receiver in Terry McLaurin. So he's out, followed by Andy Isabella. So as we continue to go down here, let's. Uh, who jumps out to you on this list so far? Uh, well, to me, I'm a big fan of Sternberger, the tight end from Texas A&M, and I think they need a tight end. But after going quarterback, then wide receiver, they're not going to go offense. To me, three picks in a row. Um, maybe a safety or a, a linebacker. Let's look at uh, linebacker. A couple of those would probably be my uh, my target for this round. So the value's not great. What what jumps out to me now? The Broncos again. This is the 125th pick. The Broncos have the opportunity to take T.J. Edwards, the Wisconsin linebacker at one four, who's the 146th player on this particular board. So it's a you know it's half a round early, but he's it's still pretty close to the correct value per this board. But T.J. Edwards, from the scouting reports I've read from Eric Trickle and others, is he's kind of a one-trick pony in terms of being that downhill thumper. But you've talked about, Zach, the love and respect that Vic Fangio had for a former Wisconsin linebacker who played for him in San Francisco. Yeah, Chris Borland, it was pretty much a carbon copy of him. And he can he knows how to squeeze talent from those kind of players. They would be one-dimensional in other coaching staffs, but in the Broncos system and Vic Fangio's system, um, Edwards would fit here. Another guy I see is uh, Ben Burr-Curvin from Wisconsin. That's a, uh, Excuse me, from Washington. Mm-hmm. That's another linebacker. But you, you said it. It's, a, it's about a round too early. So I don't know if I would reach. In a perfect world, they'd probably go tight end here, but I just don't think three offensive picks in a row um, would be realistic. Uh, maybe a corner, Chad. What do you think? Let's take a look at what the top-rated corners on the board. Hmm. We got That's not good value. Sevion Smith from Alabama, Imam Lewis Marshall from USC. That might be solid value there, but no one here in terms of value is jumping out to me. Michael Jackson from Miami, Corey Ballantyne from Washburn. Let's let's just interior look. interior alignment. Yeah, let's look at so we yeah let's look at guard center here real quick. Ben Powers from Oklahoma's mm-hmm. there. Ooh, Drew Samia, but he might be a little too might be early. around early. Mm. Centers, centers. He won't take two Alabama players <laughs> in this yeah. draft. So we can rule out Persh Bakker. Yeah, I'm not seeing anyone there that I love anyway. So 
Maybe this might be around like Mike Gamble, though, like they did with Langley and Yadam. You know, they could reach around early. But here's the thing. If we reach, I would almost rather reach on Josh Oliver or Caden Smith than Sternberger. I'll admit, I'm not as familiar with Sternberger as I am some of these other players on the board, including Dax Raymond that's way down there. I'm a fan of Oliver. I, I'd be okay with him if you want to go that Should route. Because if we, if we don't take Oliver now... A team captain guy, so we know that fits the Broncos' mold. If we don't take him now, solid chance he won't be there in round five. Yeah, and they liked him. I mean, they uh, they got up close and personal with him. They worked him out. I would be okay with it. I mean, we're not going to be totally realistic anyway. So, okay, we're pulling that, the we're pulling the trigger. Josh Oliver, the tight end from San Jose State, is off the board in round four for the Denver Broncos. We'll see how the remainder of this round shakes out, and. Come back on the at the top of the fifth round here. All right, so beginning of the fifth round, the Broncos are on the clock now. Let me just name a couple of the guys who just went off the board. The defensive lineman, Tristan Hill, he was a guy that the Broncos showed interest in at the Combine. I talked to that kid. Very shy kid in terms of his personality, but he's a beast on the field. Before him went Elijah Holyfield, the running back, and then your boy Jay Sternberger, Mm. two picks before Hill to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So let's look at what the Broncos have available to them. Amiki Egbule from Houston is there. If we're looking at an off-ball linebacker option, Zach, that kid, I've read the scouting report that Trickle put out. It was one of his cliff note scouting reports uh, on finding Broncos on this kid. He interests me. T.J. Edwards is still there. Trey Lamar is there from Clemson. I think, That's what I was looking at. I'm thinking we got to take a linebacker here. Yeah, I agree. Go back to defense. Yeah, we maybe think, an edge. Let's let's just look at who's there on the edge. No, Jalen Jalen uh, Jelks is there. He's like a little Shane, maybe not quite as polished as Shane Ray was coming into the league. But Jalen Jelks, he's a similar type of speed rusher off the edge from Oregon. Um, I think we might be able to wait and get him in possibly in the next round. Agreed. I'm a little bit more. I think we got. I think we got to take one of these linebackers. Yeah, Lamar Edwards. Those are two guys that stand out, and Burke Hervin. Other than that, though, okay, I'm willing to defer to the trickle. Let's go with. In this case, I think. He would honestly, I think of these top three rated linebackers, I think he would take the kid from Houston between Egbule, Edwards, and Lamar. I think he would take Egbule. I don't know for sure. I'm a little more comfortable with Edwards or Lamar, but Egbule seems like he has a higher floor and he's rated a little bit higher. Okay, we're pulling the trigger. Get a a steal here. Let's do it. Egbule, Amiki Egbule from Houston. He played with Ed Oliver. The Broncos just added to the off ball linebacker core. For Vic Fangio, which you published a report while the remainder of the fifth round shakes out. Talk about that Peter King report that you published on Monday. So, yeah, supposedly what Peter King is hearing based on league executives and scouts and personnel people is that Vic Fangio is frothing to draft the best inside linebacker and a sure tackler, and he's not sure the Broncos would go quarterback there. And obviously the best inside linebacker is Devin White, but Devin Bush is also a possibility. Um, so that thing that he said, that little smokescreen he handed out about not liking Devin White as much as Roquan Smith, that could have been a smokescreen in itself, Chad. There's obviously he wants to add to this defense, and in real life he might be able to do it number ten overall with Devin White, which would be insane with you know with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the outside. 
Indeed. Okay, so the Broncos have two picks in the fifth round this year. And the last two players that went were Keelan Doss, the wide receiver to the Carolina Panthers. By the way, Trey Lamar went one pick before that to the Redskins. And then the last player picked was the safety Sheldrick Redwine, who went to the Cleveland Browns. So the Broncos are back on the clock. Linebackers still there. We could double up on off-ball linebackers, but just for the sake of of being thorough, let's take a look at at what swing tackles might be there. Mm. Mitch Hyatt's there, the offensive tackle from Clemson. Tyler Romer's there, the offensive tackle from San Diego State. He's the 188th ranked player on this board. So it's maybe a, uh, a round too early for him, Zach. Mm-hmm. None of these I would guys. Look at maybe some interior linemen. All right, let's look at guard real quick. Drew Sammy is there, but that's... That's not terrible value. That's not terrible value. Like. Let's just look at... I know Centers. we already looked at center, but John Baker from Boston College is the only one there that really... Jumps out. Keegan you. Render from Iowa. I mean, it might be a little early for him, but they're always pretty solid there. I say we take Drew Samia, the guard from Oklahoma. Okay. The Broncos, you know, they we, we passed on taking Eric McCoy for the sake of taking Terry McLaurin in the third round. We could have got him in round two or, or round three. But you keep Connor McGovern at center, you bring in Drew Samia to compete for that starting right guard position as a rookie. He's a quality player, and I think Mike Munchak can make some hay with him. And then, you know, suddenly you have depth there. You have Wilkinson, yeah. you have Sam Jones, and that's how they build up that young core, and I think this is the right way to do it, so I'm on board with that. Okay, let me just take one last look at the overall rankings. Ooh, Bryce Love. I was looking at him, but it's a little early for running back coming but, off an injury. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go back. Drew Samia is coming off the board. Denver Broncos select him at pick 156 in the fifth round. So uh, while this fifth round completely plays out, I just want to piggyback off of what you talked about in that Peter King report. We have to wonder how foxy, so to speak, Vic Fangio really is being about this smoke screen stuff, you know, because mm-hmm. Devin White, all the signs point to him. There was another one that pointed to him being the fourth I can't remember who it was. Someone sent this to me on social media, or maybe it was on the milehighhuddle.com forums earlier today on t- on Monday. So Charles Davis of NFL.com, who's got pretty deep roots in terms of NFL draft, knows a lot of people, have been in the game for a long time. He has Devin White ranked as the fourth best prospect total in the top 31. So mm. I can see how Fangio, if he really had his heart set on Devin White, I could totally see how he would be underplaying that publicly and, you know, t- saying that he's he's playing second fiddle to Roquan Smith. It also comes down to their evaluations, and if they think Devin Bush is better, he said the best linebacker who's a sure tackler. So if he thinks Bush is a better player than Devin White, he'll be an option number 10. But it's obvious that he still wants to shore up inside linebacker. They're not comfortable yet with just Josie Jewell and Todd Davis. That much is clear. All right, so... We got a couple more picks still left to go. We're going to tackle the sixth and seventh round, but first we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. All right, Zach. So here we are in round six. The Denver Broncos are about to go on the clock. At this point, I feel like the Broncos, they still got to look at cornerback, offensive tackle, edge, you know, center. Mm-hmm. We'll see if one of those two centers we like is, is are still there. This is the range, maybe even taking a flyer on a Bryce Love. We'll see if he's still there. Let's take a quick peek. Love is off the board. He's gone, yeah. All right, so here's the last couple guys taken. The center from uh, Rosh Pierschbacher from Alabama just went off the board. So let's take a look at the at, – here, here's who's available. So for the Broncos, Caden Smith's still there, the tight end from Stanford. That surprised me. So is Jelks. Morgan. Yeah. I don't know, man. Him and Sion Takat – how do you pronounce that? Takataki? Takataki? <laughs> Takataki. Sione Takataki from BYU. Uh, he was actually also on the my plane, my flight out of the combine. He was on it too with me and, and Dwayne Haskins. We were just sitting there, you know, playing uh, Candy Crush on the airplane, <laughs> chilling. Uh, Michael Jackson from Miami, the cornerback too. I've seen some of his tape. He's a, a late round sleeper. Let's let's scope out safety real quick too. Mm, a little let's... early for some of those players. I feel like. Yeah. All right. So let me come back here. I think if we're looking at edge as being you know all you really have at this point is behind bradley chubb and vaughn miller it's holland is jeff holland and then a massive drop off at this point there are some actually really interesting edge players you got not only jalen jelks the edge from oregon but jordan brailford from oklahoma state is still there in the sixth round and i would actually be hard pressed to choose between those two guys because even though on this board they have brailford way lower I'm not so sure in reality for NFL teams, Jordan Brailford would be that much lower on the board than Jalen Jelk. So for me at this pick, Zach, I'm taking I'm probably I'm probably taking either Jalen Jelks or Jordan Brailford. Yeah, I'd be good with Jelks. Um, if they're going for value, he sure would fit that. And and it would be consistent going with defense, two picks in a row after going with offense. I'm good with that. I feel like eventually though we're gonna have to address the secondary and uh sure of that but and maybe pick up a swing tackle but we have some picks left we also have the eighth round so let's not forget now we're not gonna take care of the eighth round on on this podcast but we'll pull the trigger jalen jelks and he's a guy that i talked to at the combine i've written about i would not be for what it's worth for the listeners i would not be disappointed if he ends up especially in the sixth round i mean i think trickle mocked him at those i think he trickle told me the soonest you could expect to see jalen jelks goes round three but he's probably somewhere between round four and round six so us getting him in round six for the Broncos here, Zach, that's great value. Tremendous value. Yeah, I'm good with that. Right, Put him boom. in Fangio system. Let him get after quarterbacks. It's done deal. That, we're going to let the sixth round of this mock draft conclude. And then on the other side, we're going to tackle the final pick in the seventh round. Now, what does Jalen Jelks do? Does he step onto this roster and push Jeff Holland for yes. playing time? I think so, too. 
Yeah, there's there's no way Holland is is grandfathered into snaps or playing time. It's an open competition, and there's two edge rushers, so two backup spots. They had Barrett and they had Shane Ray. I'm a Chad. We're both big fans of Jeff Holland. We both think he's going to make a massive leap under Vic Fangio, but they cannot ignore the position because oh, they have him and and him only. You know. Yeah, I, and I agree. That's a f- absolutely fair observation. But going into the seventh round now, Zach. The Denver Broncos still don't have a swing tackle. They haven't addressed the secondary. I think that's really what needs to be our focus, either corner mm-hmm. here or offensive yeah. tackle. So I go corner. We'll start with corner and see what's there. Let's just well, see what's there. The, the Bosby signing kind of changes things for me because they have a pretty well-rounded cornerback group now. That's true. Safety, that's true. they don't really have – they didn't fill Darian Stewart's so – if, if they're keeping Kareem Jackson a corner and not at safety – I'm looking here at see if any of these names jump out at me. Is mm, we got Dakota Dixon from Wisconsin, Mark McLaurin from Mississippi State. I wonder if he's related to. Terry I, I was just thinking that I was going to ask you. Darius West from Kentucky. Those are the top three rated safeties still on the board. Let's just take a peek at corner real quick. Blaze Brown from Troy, Jordan Brown from South Dakota State, Ken Webster, Mark Fields is there from Clemson, Montre Hartage. I saw, I read a, a scouting report that Trickle did on him. Mm. This comes down to your scouts and your evaluation. This is where they earn their money, you know? Let's, let's, this is where Matt Russell comes in and advises Elway to, like, here, look at this guy, look at that guy. But I would for sure either go tackled or corner. I'd probably lean more toward corner at this point. There's a, a lot, just being honest, like, neither one of Zach or myself are as well-versed on when you start getting to the depths of the 6th and 7th round and beyond as some of these prospects as our counterparts like Eric and Nick and Carl and those guys. But there's a few names here at offensive tackle that jump out to me as names that Trickle has put forward and has published. Many of the readers of the site listening to the pod right now will recognize some of these names like Oli Udo. Udo, I think you pronounce it, from Mm -hmm. Elon, is a name. uh, Derwin Gray. From Maryland, I'm looking here. Paul Adams from Missouri. Mm. I just I don't think in real. I mean I know it's not realistic, but I don't think they would come away from this draft with no uh, corners or safeties. You know, we we at least have an offensive lineman in this draft. But who would we take at corner? There's, that's the problem. Is none of these names really jump out at me? Jordan Brown, Blaze Brown. Just take the highest rated corner. We could do that because, like, they're not going to come in and compete for a starting job either. They're going to be number five at most. They're going to be gunners on specials. I mean, it comes down to your evaluation and your last-minute notes. Uh, Dakota Dixon from Wisconsin, that's safety. Hmm. What do you think, Chad? You got Simmons and Will Parks both hitting a contract year. Sua Cravens' future is kind of up in the air. Kareem Jackson, he can split time. Hmm. And I don't think Will Parks is this locked-in safety everyone's making him out to be. I, he's a nice player, but I, he doesn't scream starter to me. So I wouldn't rest just on him. And then you have Sua Cravens, who God knows where his head is at. And you have really, you know, DeMonte Thomas behind them. So I just think you got to throw Fangio and Donatello Bone. I don't know. All right, so if we take a corner here, the only problem is the only thing I have against taking a corner here is none of these names are jumping out to me. I'm having to I'm having to do it based on the rankings on the board alone. That's my only I'm not I don't have a familiarity at all with What about tackles? Let's look anyone, here. Anyone jump out to you? If I'm looking at at tackles, Udo. Udo's the guy that jumps out to me. And 
you solve potentially, you know, you'd have to see how he competes in camp. But if you get Udo as your seventh round flyer, he comes in and can maybe push and compete and give you an option for a bona fide actual swing tackle behind Bowles and Juwan James. And you know what's nice? We know Bowles' struggles were all noted, but Juwan James also has an injury history. So they're one injury away from going to their backups, and they have, you know, who left right now? Wilkinson. So, yeah, yeah. if you want to go tackle here, I'm good with Udo. Let's do it. Just And only because I'm not confident in any of these corner names. That's the only reason why. Yeah. So the Broncos make their pick. It's Ole Udo. And that pretty much wraps it up. So let's let's take a peek and let's just run through these and then we'll get out of here for the day. So against all odds, to recap, Quinn and Williams was there for the Denver Broncos at pick 10 because there was a run on edge rushers, not quarterbacks, edge rushers on this particular mock. Zach, your thoughts in reality. Could you imagine Quinn and Williams hitting this defense? I mean, Broncos fans, and I know Vic Fangio, I mean, he would be through the roof. He'd be skipping down Dove Valley's halls. I just think it would take this Broncos defense to the next level, Chad. It would give them a star at the only level, the defensive line. They don't have one right now. Um, it just would be a steal, number 10. Round two, the Denver Broncos, they passed on Locke. They passed on Kyler Murray only because Zach and I believe that's what they would have done in that situation. Right. They would have taken Quinn and Williams. So in that case, they circle back. And against all odds, again, the football gods are smiling on him. We don't love Daniel Jones, but he is a great fit for the West Coast offense, which is what the Broncos are going to run. And you put him under the wing of a guy like Rich Scangarello and give him a year or two to develop, and the Broncos might have something there, Zach. He's also tall-ish, and he hails from that David Cutcliffe system that produced Peyton Manning and Eli Manning, yep. so that probably appeals to Elway. And I think what's appealing about him for Elway, too, is the fact that he doesn't have to be ready right away, Chad. He can be stashed for a year, maybe even a year and a half, two years with Flacco, and unlike a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who's more pro-ready. It is not my preferable pick at all. I don't like Daniel Jones that much as a prospect, but realistically, this is where they go. If 41 would be just tremendous value uh, for them at this spot. Round three, the Broncos get their burner. And it's not just a guy who can stretch the field. I mean, Terry McLaurin's a talented wide receiver from Ohio State. He made a lot of hay for Dwayne Haskins. I mean, you look at those 50 touchdowns that Haskins tossed at Ohio State in his one year as a starter. And a lot of them went to McLaurin. So that's that represents an upgrade and gives the Broncos – I mean, obviously they have their slot guy for the future in Deshaun Hamilton. They've got their ex-receiver in Cortland Sutton. And Terry McLaurin would give him a, a long-term option at the Z so that after 2019, they can let Emmanuel Sanders hit the bricks and have a pretty well-balanced wide receiving core. I, I think an underrated component of Scangarello's system is the fact that he's going to take a lot of downfield chances, especially with Joe Flacco coming in, who lives and dies by the long ball, Chad. And he'll love just calling nine routes to McLaurin the entire games and just have him go deep and taking the top off defenses. And that, in, in essence, will open up Cortland Sutton over the middle of the field, will open up the running backs, will make everyone's lives easier. I just... Uh, you, it's the only element of that offense that they're missing. And I don't think, personally, that Sanders will ever be the same from that injury. The final five picks in this class, you flood the roster with the likes of the tight end, Josh Oliver from San Jose State, who we know the Broncos have interest in. And he's another guy that really fits that team captain, serious professional, passionate about football, high football IQ guy. Josh Oliver, followed by the linebacker from Houston, Amike Egbule, great player, followed by the guard from Oklahoma, Drew Samia. So they're bolstering the offensive line interior, followed by the edge defender, Jalen Jelks from Oregon, and then rounded out, albeit in kind of a flyer-type scenario, 
with Ole Udo from Elon's at? Yeah, I mean, a couple of those picks, admittedly, they were drafting for need, Chad. And we know in real life they're not going to draft for need. But getting Jelks at 182, I, I mean, that's, that's a steal and a half there. And you come away from this draft and you look at it overall and show me a hole on the Broncos roster as it's currently constructed. They filled immediate holes. They filled long-term holes. They thought um, for the you know for the long-term sustainability of the franchise, not just for the 2019. It's not super realistic for sure, but you can't really hate on it. I, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if this turned out the way it did in real life. I mean, really, the only position we neglected was the secondary. We didn't take a corner and we didn't take a safety. But as you mentioned, with the addition of Devonte Bosby. Corner is no longer, and after what no. they did in free agency, corner's just not a desperate need for Denver anymore. They've right added now. three. I mean, how yeah. many more do you need? You have five now. And safety, you can talk about, well, we got to hedge against the future because both Simmons and Parks are going to be free agents next year, and that's true. But the Broncos still have DeMonte Thomas, Sua Cravens, and the kid Jamal Carter, and then Trey Marshall as well. So there's some options there, too, for the future. You see how they develop in 2019, worst case scenario, you maybe look at going safety a little bit higher in next year's class. Or just move Kareem Jackson to safety and problem solved. I mean, they have flexibility there. It's not, to me, a red flag, red alert, emergency position. So we allowed our listeners to come with us on this journey of a real-time mock draft. Now, if you are to look back on it and grade the, this class here, this mock, Zach, what would you give this grade? Mm. If this was really the Broncos class in reality, how would you grade this? We went, we deviated a little bit from where I would go in real life, Chad, my, my preferences. I would give this a solid B, maybe with my rose-colored glasses on, B+, plus, but somewhere in that range. It's definitely, definitely solid. I would not hate this at all. I mean, if, if in reality the Broncos got one of the top four defensive players in the class and one of the top four quarterbacks in the class in the top two picks... That's true. I mean, you got to hate that on that. That's a, a B baseline. You know, even if you miss on everybody else in that class, but you're not going to because Josh Oliver's a stud at the very least, and Jalen Jelks could literally become a star. It might take him a couple of years, but he could be a star. And the same goes for Amike Egbule. He's got some upside, McLaurin as well. So I, I agree with you. I'd have to give this a B plus at the bottom, probably a solid A, just because you're getting mm. Quinn Williams at pick 10 and Daniel Jones. That's true. If you're talking about just top-rated prospects, I mean, Jones in itself, the value there at 41, he's a guy who could go number, you know, in the first half of the top round. So, yeah, I, I would say B-plus, borderline, borderline A-minus. I think we did well, Chad. But hopefully that gave our listeners a little bit of a taste of what's going to come on the 17th for our, our War Room roundtable. And that's going to be even more fun for you listeners because you're going to have the actual draft experts. Zach and I, we're very familiar with, let's just say, the top 100 prospects in this class. But as we start getting into the 5th, 6th, and 7th round, our area of expertise starts to dwindle. And that's where we can really lean on those guys to make it an even more compelling and fun podcast to listen to. So look forward to that. But that's going to do it for today's episode of the Huddle Up Podcast. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter, at HuddleUpPod. You can find my partner, Zach Kelberman, at Kelberman247, myself, at Chad and Jensen. Stay tuned because Building the Broncos will be back with an episode for you on Wednesday. It's going to be draft-related. It's going to be roster-related, so look forward to that. In the meantime, be good. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Su Lin Wong, host of The Prince, a new podcast series from The Economist. It's about China's leader, Xi Jinping. He's the most powerful man in the world, but he remains a mystery. 
His story is hidden behind a brutal censorship and propaganda machine. After 10 years in charge, it looks like he'll break convention to stay on, perhaps for the rest of his life. I'll tell the real story of China's leader, the lessons he learned from watching his parents lose everything and from rising through the ranks of a vicious regime. Now, he's using those lessons to control over a billion people. He's changed China, he's changed my life, and the decisions he makes affect us all. To understand what's next, you need to know where he came from. Listen to The Prince from The Economist, wherever you get your podcasts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 